0: Official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport, but together at WinBet, Eric Allen here at One Jets Drive. I'm honored to be joined on the official podcast by Hall of Fame NFL head coach Tony Dungy. TD, of course, is going to be working the broadcast this weekend. at Sunday night football, Chiefs and Jets at MetLife Stadium. Coach, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, Eric, it's good to be with you. Uh, We're excited to have this game Sunday night and looking forward to it. So what do you make of the Jets' season to date? It reminds me, now you were with us in Tampa. It reminds me of a little bit before you got there, our 1999 season. Uh, Trent Dilfer was our quarterback. He ended up getting hurt. We were struggling uh, and back and forth. We ended up going to a rookie, Sean King. And we went to the NFC championship game basically by saying, you know what? We're going to run the ball and play great defense. And our quarterback will make plays uh, when, it, when needed. And I think the Jets can do the same thing. Zach Wilson is experienced. Um, he's been in the league. I think he can make plays for them. But they really have to become a ball control, defensive-minded team. And they've got the talent to do it. They've got two really good backs. They've got a great defense. And I think it just has to become a mindset right now.
0: As someone who covers the game from a national perspective now, when you saw what happened to Aaron Rodgers on Monday night football, September 11th, what went through your mind?
1: It it was tough. It was sad. I actually, we had the hall of fame game. So I got to talk to a lot of the players, got to talk to Aaron. Everybody's excited. All the coaches were telling me about the things that they were doing and what they could now do with this veteran quarterback So I I had these high hopes, but what I thought about immediately was just what we were talking about. Okay, now you've got to shift. You've got to shift your mindset. It can still be done, but you you have to adjust the the team expectations. And I think that the Jets are in the process of doing that. What type of team are we going to become? This isn't going to be Aaron Rodgers' team just now. This is Zach Wilson's team. How can we do things to, to benefit him?
0: How do you get the run game going when defenses know that you're undergoing this transition and you do want to get that run game going to help your young quarterback?
1: That's all right. It's a mentality. And yes, if you approach it that way and they start stacking the box and everybody comes in, New England came in that way. We're going to take away the run. Well, now you've got enough weapons on the outside. You've got a Garrett Wilson that, hey, if you're constantly going to play me man to man, I can take some shots and make you pay. But I think that has to be your mentality. We're going to make people take it away, make them defend the run, and then go to our passing game.
0: How important is confidence at the quarterback position? That is a term that's thrown out a lot. But when you're talking about Zach Wilson specifically, you mentioned Sean King uh, back in the day. I remember 2000, my first year in the national football league, you just cited 1999. Well, Sean didn't put up great numbers, but he was 10 and six as a starter and he was completing less than 60% of his passes. I think he had 18 touchdowns in 13 interceptions. I think if the jets got that kind of production from Wilson, they'll win a number of games.
1: Well, that's the thing. And you hit on it right there. Sean was very confident, even though he was a rookie, Um, he went in and played like a veteran because he felt good about it. And what he realized was, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be Aaron Rodgers. I can make a couple of mistakes, and that's going to be okay. What I have to do is not put us in bad position. And he played with a lot of swagger, even though he didn't put up great numbers. And I think that's what Zach Wilson has to do. Hey, I've got Brees Hall. I've got Dalvin Cook. I've got Garrett Wilson. I've got weapons. I've got this defense that can put me on their backs. So, you know what? I can, I can feel great out there and I can just go out and play and be myself. And I think that's what Zach needs to do. Uh, TD,
0: how do you balance playing free, but also playing turnover free football? Because that's something that Robert Sala mentioned this week that he was happy that he didn't make the mistake, but how do you go out there and say, Hey, listen, I just want to play free but at the same time i got to protect the ball
1: you you have to know that there are times when you you can take chances there are situations where okay that's going to be okay but there are times when i just have to go and make sure that i'm taking care of business and taking care of the ball i went through that with peyton manning when i got to to indianapolis peyton was used to this explosive offense and hey You know, we'll make our plays, and sometimes we'll turn it over. And I said, we're going to get this defense so we don't have to feel that way. And it took Peyton a a little while to grasp that. I got there in 2002, and it wasn't until 2004 that it really came through to him. But 2004, if you remember, for him was 49 touchdowns and nine interceptions. So he got the feel of it, when to take a chance, when to be explosive, but still with the mindset, if we protect the ball, we're going to win games.
0: Do you like what Aaron said yesterday in terms of, hey, listen, the young guy's on the sideline. You got to keep your control, maintain your poise. We don't need that kind of stuff. And I'm sure, like a lot of people are asking, hey, Aaron's talking about that publicly. I'm sure just knowing him and what others have said about him in the building is that's a message that he's gotten to them privately well before he talked to Pat McAfee about it.
1: No no question about that. He's not going to say that on national TV or radio without saying it in the meeting room. And I think what he was doing was trying to reinforce his message. Hey guys, I told you this privately, but now it's out there for everybody. So now if anybody sees these explosions or these, this lack of composure on, on the sideline, they're going to know this is not what we're all about. So I I think it was a dual message and I, I think it was really good. What have you
0: thought about Robert Sala? I mean, you've covered him. You talked to him uh, in Ohio, of course, at the Hall of Fame game, like you're talking about. And also, maybe can you speak to the challenge at hand for him?
1: Well, it it is a challenge right now because everybody is going to say, we need to change quarterbacks. We need to do X, Y, and Z. And what he is doing is saying, no, I'm in charge. I know I'm the captain of this ship, and I know what is going to make this ship sail, and we're not going to worry about the outside noise, and I admire him for that. Um, I remember going back to my tenure, our our first playoff year in Tampa, Michael Husted was our kicker. His mom was battling some uh, serious health problems, battling cancer, and I remember telling the team, I don't care if he misses every kick. Michael is going to be our kicker. If he misses defense, you got to go out there and get the ball back. And it kind of bonded us as a group. And the fans were down on Michael. And our, our group said, hey, we're going to back him. And I think that's what Robert is doing with this quarterback situation. Hey, we know our team. We know who we are. And we're going to be together on this. And in the, in the long run, that bonding is going to maybe just just really be the thing that takes the Jets over the top.
0: Yeah, big picture. The Jets are one and two, although – if you read the back pages here, you go on social media, it feels like the season is over. We're on to 2024. How do you keep the big picture in sight and stay
1: in the moment? That's what you have to do. Just telling people uh, on the team, hey, we've got 14 games left to play. Okay, We've got a long season in front of us and what we do from here on out—that's going to determine the season. Not what the first three games that happened, Not what people think. Not what they're writing about. We will determine it on the field. So let's make sure we do that. And again, I've been on plenty of teams. That nineteen ninety nine team was three and four, and people wrote us off. Our uh, Super Bowl team that we won in Indianapolis—we lost the game in December to Jacksonville, forty one to seventeen—and everybody wrote, "Oh, it's over for the the Colts." Uh, they're done. Nobody has had a game like this. They can't stop the run. They can't do this. They can't do that. Six weeks later, we're holding the Lombardi trophy because we believed in what we were doing in the locker room. And I, I think that's got to be Coach Sala's message. We believe in ourselves. Don't worry if not another person outside believes in us. You you are the member of the media
0: right now. You used to coach in the National Football League. You played for Chuck Knoll. How unique is the coverage the Jets specifically are getting this year considering a Hall of Fame quarterback, signs with them, is traded a couple, mi- uh, a couple days before the draft, comes over here. All the cameras are here throughout the summer, hard knocks, uh, from a national perspective, and how they continue to watch the Jets. Have you ever seen anything like it before?
1: I really haven't. New York is unique in and of itself. You've got all of this coverage just because you're a New York team. Now you add this Hall of Fame quarterback, iconic figure, and even more people. The expectations are through the roof. So you do have to deal with that. But the bottom line is you win games Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and practice Saturday preparation. You win games by functioning on the field. And that's that's got to be the message to the Jets. Hey, yes, we've got exposure. We've got people with microscopes out there. But that doesn't matter. How are we going to play? And more than anything, how are we going to stick together when everybody's attacking us? Uh,
0: you live this. What would your message be to... A very good defense as this offense experiences growing pains because remember Nathaniel Hackett came in here it was going to be the system he was working with Aaron Rodgers and they had so much success together in Green Bay but not only does Rodgers go down and Wilson takes over but you're doing some offensive line shuffling Brees Hall was on a pitch count to start the year so there's a lot of balls up in the air here.
1: Yes, and again, I I go back to our 1999 season. Our top two quarterbacks get hurt in Tampa. We're going to play Sean King. He's a rookie. He's inexperienced. I went into the, the, the team meeting, and I called out the defense. I said, hey, you guys, we've got a lot of money invested on defense. You're going to have to win some games for us. Offensively, we're going to lean on our running backs. So we're going to run the ball and play defense, and we're going to win that way. We held nine opponents that year to 10 points or less. We ran the ball. We were getting 35, 37 minutes time of possession. And we're winning games 12 to 10 and and 6 to 3. But that's how we won. And that's the challenge. If I were coaching the Jets, that's exactly what I'd do. I'd go in that defensive meeting room today, Wednesday, and say, you guys have to win this game, and you're going to have to win some games. We're going to run the ball, but we're going to count on you to stop people.
0: That 1999 team ended up facing the St. Louis Rams in the NFC championship game. I think the final score was 11, 11 to 6. six. 11 box, to six. 6.
1: The defenders on that team third, 25 years later still feel like we should have won the game 6 to 5. They blame themselves for <laughs> giving up a touchdown to lose the game. Greatest show on turf, they held them to to 5 points for 58 minutes. And that's where way you have to have that mindset.
0: And you played them inside the dome on, on the their track. Turf. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so let me ask about the personnel that the Jets are thrown at you from a defensive perspective. When you start with Quinn and Williams in the middle, uh, you have a number of different defensive linemen who have different character traits, uh, physical skill sets. You got those corners on the outside with Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. You got some very good linebackers in the middle, CJ Mosley, Quincy Williams and company. What do you think about this Jets defense and what is their next step?
1: I love what they have. Uh, they And and again, I, I keep going back to our team. They've got the Warren Step personality and player in the middle. They've got mm. fast linebackers. They've got cover people who can uh, really take advantage of the pressure that they get. So it becomes a mindset now. Hey, we're good, but you know what? We have to play great, and we have to play great four quarters every week. We can't have letdowns, and that's got to be their focus. But talent-wise, they have the ability to do it. How do you go about taking away the football?
0: Because uh, everybody talks about that's what elite defenses do. In the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing it, TD – the Cowboys Max protected. The Patriots were saying, okay, we know your defense is very good, but Mac Jones is gonna get rid of the ball. Twelve times he was sacked by the Jets in 2022. Last week, the Jets had a lot of pressures, but no sacks.
1: No, and that that does become a tough part of it when your offense is not putting up big numbers because then people come in with a conservative game plan. Well, no. I don't the Chiefs may say, I don't need 30 points this week. Maybe I just need 17 and so I'm not going to take as many chances. Um, And and so that has to ramp you up on defense. You've got to figure out different ways to put pressure on people. If they're going to throw the ball away quickly, punt it, uh, that's okay. But when we get those opportunities, stripping the football, hustling to the ball, we've got to step our game up, even if people get conservative.
0: You had SAP in Tampa. What is a guy – like Quinn and Williams do for your defense having that interior rush against any quarterback?
1: It really helps you because the quarterback, number one, it's in his mind. I'm not going to have the ability to step up. Uh, I'm going to have to stay back in the pocket. I'm going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. The defenders, the defensive backs can play tighter. They can know that that ball is coming out on time. There's not going to be many chances for double moves and things like that. And then just the I don't know, the, the mindset that you have when you know you've got that great anchor in there, uh, it, it really helps. That guy, uh, Lawrence Taylor or Warren Sapp or Quentin Williams, they they just do something for the mentality of the entire defense.
0: You just recently celebrated Rondé Barber going into the NFL Hall of Fame as the Jets fans celebrated Darrell Rivas. They have a very good young quarterback here in Sauce Gardner. This matchup specifically If you're the Jets and you're looking across the way and you see Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, do you use Sauce's length to your advantage and maybe take him off a receiver
1: and put him over Kelsey at times? No, I think I leave him on the outside and I say, I'm not going to worry about that outside receiver. Now that's going to allow me to take my safeties, my linebackers, really focus on the middle of the field, take Kelsey away with the other guys and invite some one-on-ones outside. They're probably not going to throw it at Sauce so now I'm I'm really inside conscious uh, with the rest of my defense. Okay, I, I love that. Uh, the trick
0: into containing Mahomes, because you know he's going to get his numbers, he's going to make his plays, but what do you have to do in terms of, okay, he's not going to dominate us here Sunday night?
1: I think it's really a controlled rush. You know you've got Quentin inside. You know he's going to create pressure. Mahomes is so dangerous when he steps away and steps out of it so to me the, the key is your defensive ends or your edge rushers you can't just fly up the field and give him lanes you can't come inside and let him go out it's almost like a squeeze trap rush when he starts to scramble that's when we're going to get him because to me that's when he's dangerous creating time and giving those guys open spaces so it, controlled rush Keep him in the pocket. Yes, he's going to throw the ball. Make him throw it on time. On the
0: other side of the ball, easier said than done, especially against this very improved Chiefs defense. But how can the Jets find some kind of momentum offensively? Because these first three games, Coach, they have faced double-digit deficits. Tough to play behind against anybody in the NFL.
1: It is. And again, I would say we got to trust our defense. They're going to come up with some stops. What we have to do is be protected, and we've got to run the football. We've got to make them uh, aggressively come after our running game. And then when they do, now the good thing about the Chiefs, they're going to play bump and run on the outside. So they're going Mm -hmm. to give you some opportunities to go up the field. So Garrett Wilson, you can't get impatient. I don't know when it's going to be, but when we get our shot to beat one-on-one on on the outside, you've got to be ready. But until then, we've got to make them – stop our running game and and I would put it on the offensive line. Hey, you got to open some holes. We're going to give these backs a chance. And yes, we're, we're going to run for four, run for three. Now when it's third and three, we've got to execute with a crisp uh, exact passing game and get those first down. And you know what? We may run it on third and three and get three <laughs> more yards. So uh, we've got to be patient. We're going to take the clock down. We're going to keep the ball on offense. We're going to make them, Frustrated.
0: What do you like most about Garrett Wilson?
1: You've mentioned him a couple times. uh, Speed and quickness out of the breaks. He reminds me of Marvin Harrison that way, in and out of breaks, fast. And he has a sense that no, no matter where the ball is, I can go get it. And I, I just love that about him.
0: And Brees Hall as well. You keep on talking about coming back to the run game. Um, how much of a factor? can he be not only this week, but as the season progresses, because here's a guy coming off an ACL injury, you figure that he's looked good already, but the best is yet to come.
1: I think it will be. And you mentioned pitch count early. I think he'll get extended playing time. Having Dalvin cook obviously helps him. He doesn't have to carry the whole load. And again, I I would just say offensive line with these two backs, we've got to get each of these backs 850 to 1,000 yards. We've gotta be a 2,000-yard rushing team. And that's how we're gonna win games. And, and they can do it. These backs are talented. If you get them through the line of scrimmage enough, they're gonna break some things. So the challenge is, hey, we've gotta block the line of scrimmage, get these backs to the secondary, and two or three times a game, if we can do that, we're, we're gonna win because we're gonna make big plays.
0: Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. Winbet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The Winbet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's Sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. Coach, back in your playing days, what did Chuck Null tell you guys in the locker room when a man went down when you suffered a big injury?
1: You know, Eric, he told us two things, and it were things I repeated to my team when I became a head coach. Number one, he used to say, everyone on our team is important. Everybody's got a job to do, but no one's indispensable. So if we lose someone, yes, it's going to be tougher, but we expect the other people to step up. That's why we have 53 men on the team, and that's really, really important. You can overcome anything as long as guys believe that. And then the second thing he told us, was that champions don't do extraordinary things champions do the ordinary things better than everyone else so okay we might be missing some espn highlight reel plays because we're missing this particular player but that's not going to what wins for us anyway what wins is doing those little things over and over and over and over again better than our opponent so that's what we felt when we lost a key player um it didn't matter because we were going to do the ordinary things better than the opponent. And that's how we we're going to win.
0: On a personal level, how much are you enjoying Sunday night football? You seem, <laughs> you feel like part of the family. Every time we go home and we're done working, we turn on Sunday night football and there's Tony and the gang.
1: I, I love it. Uh, I'm out with Rodney Harrison now. And so we kind of feel like we're back with our roots and we do feel like no matter what happened during the day, we're the final game of the of Sunday, and everybody's going to tune in and see what's going on in our game, and it's a, it's a good feeling. We've got a great crew, and we always get great games, so uh, it's exciting, and it's been fun. What do you think the atmosphere is going to be like Sunday night? I think it's going to be restless. I think the Jets fans are going to expect something. I think it's really critical for the Jets to get off to a good start. If they do, that fan base will rally around them. Uh, They they can't get off to a bad start. Um, I I just think the first quarter is going to be really, really important.
0: Well, Coach, I'm going to come over and say hello to you Sunday night. It's so great catching up with you once again. I started my career doing clips in Tampa in 2000. I I remember
1: it well. (laughs) I remember it well. Uh, and,
0: And What a wonderful leader you were and are. And it was such an honor to be part of that organization and get my start there. And I've always been a fan, and you've made such an impact both on and off the field,
1: TD. So uh, this was awesome. Thank you. This was fun catching up, and uh, I think we're going to have a great game. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, the Jets don't really have a chance. But I think the styles, especially if the Jets run the ball well early, this will be a very, very interesting game. We'll see you Sunday. All right, see you, Eric.